0: two one here
1: we go this podcast is brought to you by Irish supplement company revive active. as GA training has returned for all adults, revive active's zest active aims to support your energy immune system and muscle function. While, their joint complex aims to support your cartilage, connective tissue and bones. This makes them the ideal supplements for the GEA season ahead. As always, you can get 10% off all products on reviveactive.com using the code BACKDOORGA10. Delighted to be joined by Claire Senior Football Manager Colm Collins on Part 1 of the Backdoor GA podcast. Um, Firstly, Colm, first day out going into the league, preparation-wise were you really going into the unknown because it was just three weeks of training going into your first game and I suppose with there only being four teams in each group um, it's vital to pick up a win straight away
2: yeah it, it was very unusual um, uh, you know three weeks uh, like the, it wasn't you know I mean, I think that uh, the injury toll across the country has proven that it wasn't enough. You know that we should, we should have had more time. But uh, you know, I can appreciate that the problems everyone had because of the you know the fact that they've got to compress the season and uh, make room for a club season at the end of it. So that uh, that was the way it is. But uh, there's a a lot of um, a lot of players with needles and um, small injuries, and you know and. Um, the unfortunate thing now is if you pick up an injury now, you'll probably miss the league. You know, so that's the way it is.
1: And the result yeah. itself, like a terrific result, one sixteen to twelve points, um, defeating Leash. You must be delighted with that.
2: Yeah, it was great to start off with a win. Um, we we they played us last year in Kildwick Park as well, and um, deservedly won by a point. So there's. Uh, I I I felt we were in for a big test, uh, but on the day, you know, things went went bright for us, uh, and as you said, we got some really good scores. So uh, it it is it is great to be starting off with two points, and uh, but then it you've got to park it now, and uh, and uh, it's like it's 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 like championship. You've got another game next weekend, and and it's um you've got to you've got to chase chase your two points there now just as hard. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think within the squad that there's a bit of hurt from last year after losing to Tipperary and I suppose seeing how well Tipperary done last year as well, winning the Munster Championship?
2: Well, I, I would say what, what they were disappointed, you know, the group were disappointed that when we came back post-Covid, uh, I felt that there was, you know, that we we, we, we played for mana. Uh, didn't really. Well, we got the two points, but didn't really play well. Uh, played Armagh, you know, played okay, and then you know when the game was in the melting pot, we let Armagh pull away, and you know the prize that if we'd won that Armagh game, we were in Division One, so it was a it was a big prize, and and then we went down to play Tipperary, and, and I felt we were disappointing as well, and um you know now Tip deservingly won the match, and. Uh, you know they went on to greater things, and, and and fair play to them. You know they 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 really, I think that they 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 improved as they went along, and their best display was definitely the monster final. So, um, but um, I think that maybe uh, we didn't we didn't deal as as a management, we probably didn't deal with the the whole you know the 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 new the new the new the uh, new reality and and COVID so well. You know there was things. Um, so this year i think we've 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 handled it a little better but um uh it's only one game and uh we've two two more tough games coming up in that group and uh we've got to to prepare and uh prepare just as hard and uh hopefully uh get something out of newbridge on sunday
1: yeah when you even look at the performances the last day um like when Owen Cleary scores that sideline and as you mentioned he scores an even better one in the game and then Daniel Walsh chipping in with 1-2 like it, it must really delight you I suppose because later in the second half he really began to hit your purple patch
2: yeah we we had a real we had a real purple patch there um, I think we got about 1-3 in that period and it could have been 2-2 two, two. Uh, we had a really we had a really good goal chance and and um, we um we we you know they um, they saved us um uh, corbett and made a good say a good very good save off of of a but um you know those kind of you know when you when you get a proper patch in a game like that it's important that you get your scores now you know we did um we 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 won a forty five and and all nailed it so it, we didn't come away empty handed so I think that was the key period in the game when we when we got those scores. But overall, the scoreboard, um, you know, we kept the scoreboard ticking all the time, which is very important.
1: And um, there's a huge chance yeah. now, really, to get to the semi-finals you, But I suppose, as you said, you've only won one game. But, like, if a result goes your way this weekend against Kildare, it could be enough to see you through to the semi-finals.
2: Yeah, I I, I, I don't think that, you know, it's very important that you don't dwell too much on, 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 on the... On the whole thing because i think that um you, you just it's so imp- i mean you've heard this before a thousand times uh, you know take one game at a time i i think it's it's absolutely vital in this system that you take one game at a time and uh you know um so we have a big date on on the, the 26th of, of june as well in championships so that you know we're hoping that you know that we we can improve from last week and and, and put in a better display this week and, and when we play the final game in the in the group that we'll be a better team again. We've got to be thinking like that because um, it it's the only way. It's the only way, and uh we won't be looking any further than uh, doing putting in a really good performance against Kildare on on uh, on Sunday.
1: And as well, the loss of uh, Jamie Malone early on in that game will. Will he be out now for a few weeks?
2: He will, Jamie. Jamie injured his hamstring. Um so he's going to be out for he's going to miss the, the, the league. Um so but um uh, you know that happens and uh while while uh he, he has been a great player for us, um we, we would hope that somebody else will will um step up to the mark and grab a jersey and, and and do the business for us.
1: And it was significant blows to lose, uh, Gordon Kelly and Gary Brennan, uh, in I suppose this year now. Free.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, I can't. You know, I've, I've. Um. You couldn't say enough of good things about both of those guys. Um. Both of them have been tremendous servants. Uh, to Claire and and Fortear and uh, uh, tremendous footballers and and you know allied to that they're tremendous leaders. Um. You know. They're, they're guys that you'd want in every dressing room, um. But you know, I suppose that it's an, everything comes to an end, and uh, at some stage we had to we had to replace these people, and uh, you know, so it's, it's just an opportunity for the younger guys coming up, and uh, you know, I, I what what we're finding is that some of the some of the young guys now are stepping up to the plate as as leaders, and. Um, you know, and they're, they're developing now, you know, it's, it might take a little while, but uh, I still think that, um, you know, um, they, they, there's there's a lot of uh, very talented young fellows in Clare. And, uh, and now, you know, some of them are going to get the opportunity and and, and I think they, they, they will, they'll grasp it.
1: And I suppose since the action has come back, there's been a bit of criticism about the Clare Centre of Excellence, I suppose in the media, do you feel yourself for I suppose clear to grow in both football and Ireland that it does need to be further developed?
2: I mean, you know, they, they, obviously um there there is work to be done. Um but um and and you know there's no question or doubt about it there's work to be done but I suppose i i i cut my teeth and in from the development squads up along 14s 15s 16s and when i was when i was involved that time you had to find your own pitch to train so um you know i I'm just delighted that we have we have a place to to go and 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 floodlit pitch that we that, that we uh, you know we can use i think we need a we need a full size astro a floodlit astro um you know because the weather the weather in this country um you know it's very tough it's very tough on grass pitches to take the when when the weather turns bad but hopefully now there's um you know that'll come and uh you know that there's uh you know we'll get to finish finish that center and uh it'll be a you know it'll be a great spot for 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 claire ga going forward
1: absolutely yeah like just briefly looking at the Kildare game, um, you must have been—I'm not sure—did you see the Cork Kildare game? But you must have been impressed from what you've seen with Kildare uh, at the weekend defeating Cork.
2: Yeah, they were—they were very impressive. Um, I mean, we're very familiar with each other because we've played each other a, a lot over the last couple of years. Uh, so. Um, you know, I know the t- quality of player they have, and uh, you know fellas like Kevin Feely and and Daniel Flynn. These these guys are two of the best footballers in the country. So um, you know we know what they have, and um, you know they 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 really uh, put cock to the sword the weekend. And um, you know it's going to be a tough one up there because they're you know they're they're a strong side. But uh, uh, we, we'll give it our best shot. Absolutely. Well,
1: Colin Collins, best of luck for the rest of the league and um, thanks a million for taking your time.
2: You're welcome, Paul. Thank you.
1: Delighted to be joined by Danny Hughes and Joe Sheridan uh, to look ahead to round two of the Alliance Football League. But, Danny, I suppose there's a bit of excitement with this round two with four teams being in the group. It's make or break for a lot of teams now this weekend.
0: It is um, it is Paul, and uh, you know, given given the nature of the league, given that there is only uh, a couple of fixtures, uh, the teams that were beaten last weekend will need to be uh, will need to win games, um, or they're going to find themselves in a relegation battle. And I suppose, you know, for for teams like Cavan, I suppose in Ulster that were expected to beat Fermana, you know, it's it, it's it's a big game. Uh, teams like my own county Down. Um, like we were given a fair tournament by Mayo but you know if they want to survive in that division they're going to have to win this weekend against Meath which is a big game as uh, as Joe there will be he'll be licking his lips they've already got two points there so you know if Meath were to turn around and win that game you would have to say that there's you know there's promotion on the cards to them so you know I suppose it's it's a big game for both counties and we all know like if you're to make any progress at all you need to be operating minimally in the second division. Um, and, you know, if if you're not there, you're simply not going to count when it comes to championship, in my mind. Uh, not, not in any sustainable way, anyway.
1: And, Joe, as well, do you think this system in the long run with four teams in each group could be better? Because I suppose, like, in a lot of these games, we aren't going to see dead rubbers. And we tend to see with eight teams from Division 1 to 4 we tend to see a lot of dead rubbers in the past
3: yeah and, and in general you'll, you'll have more competition when, when things are actually narrowed down to the four team groups so um, do I see it being a long term thing I don't see it because I think the GA structure I don't think it'll suit them I think they like the groups of eight so they can have the prolonged league season building into the championship structure so I can't Foresee any any sort of change on it down the line. Look, I could be wrong, but I think even for gate receipts and that for the provincial councils, um, that they'll sort of hope to keep the eight eight group group of eight, and um, obviously to bring revenue into the to uh, the provincial councils. And I can't, I don't really see that change in over the next couple of years. Uh, but look, yeah, it does create that bit of excitement. Obviously, first game you lose like ourselves, you know, it was a tight game this year, the, the last weekend against Westmeath and, you know, if you'd lost that game, you're under pressure next and you're looking at relegation now. As, as Danny was saying, we go to down looking at hopefully if you get a win there, it puts you in a great position for promotion. So that's the sort of seesaw effect that the, the, the tighter groups will have and um, even look at like the the Ulster champions and the Munster champions were beaten in the first round and are under the pressure straight away. So it's a, um, it's going to be interesting to see how it sort of gets lads and, and sort of management's pretty focused on the next game straight away. There's no really time to link the wounds from the last game. We sort of look ahead and see how, how you're going to turn things around from the week before.
1: And Danny as well, like you talked about teams today who maybe got trimmings in round one. As a player now preparing for a game the following weekend, how do you prepare and how do you turn it around from getting chairman um, I suppose you know you got you
0: got to go back to the you got to go back uh, to the video evidence, uh, and I would always I suppose I would always advocate that yes, while you're beaten, um, it's is it always as bad as it seems, um, and that's the question you you, you got to ask. Um, sometimes you can make very very quick. Um, improvements. Um, and these are county players; these are elite players. So th- these are guys that probably, if if they're not, you know, they're there for a reason. They're obviously smart enough, athletic enough, good enough to be on an inter-county panel. So you would like to think that there's some degree of um, intelligence there and learning that they can they can pick up things pretty quickly. So the video evidence I always think is key there. It's about obviously getting back on the training field, getting a good session. It's important to get a good session on your belt. Uh, it's important to see that, that guys aren't injured, for example, that there's no lot, and uh, you know a load of guys that are standing out, protecting themselves for the next game. It's important, I think, to try and get everybody onto the field. And um, I suppose it's very important to be honest and talk about why people think it went so wrong if they did get a trim, um, what why would that was the case, and then. Back that and back up management assertions as to why things have went wrong through video evidence. I think that's the best way for for any player to learn. I, I do remember we went through in 2010. We went through the whole league and big. We got promoted, but in the final we played Arma and Cook Park. And you know when we looked at the video evidence of it, it was clear that you know Arma couldn't couldn't live with us throughout the league. But on that particular day, we made too many errors. And even for my own self, there was a lot of learning from that particular match in Croke Park. And, you know, it helped us for other, you know a couple of months down the line when, I suppose, we went back there and we, we won games. Because up until that point, we hadn't been used to Croke Park and we hadn't won there. So it was about the learnings that you can get from a bad experience. And, uh, you know, teams will take a good, hard, long look at themselves. But... Like everybody, I'm sure Galway will look at and analyze their own game and say, there's improvements here we can make pretty quickly if we do X, Y, and Z. And they gotta learn. They gotta learn quick. And the players at that level should be able to learn pretty, pretty quickly. Um and and small steps, take it a half of the time or fifteen minutes at a time and trying to put those uh those wrongs right again, you know. Um that's my experience.
1: And Joe from the teams that got Germans they'll obviously be talked never negatively about this week. Um, does that help in one way for motivation within the squad being doubted?
3: Depends, you know, it, it's a fine line. One team, you know, you're just bad experience, you get a bad game, something could be said after a game, and next thing that could run into a couple of training sessions and it could have the opposite effect, you know, and, and it's it's just. As Danny said, mentally you have to really prepare now for the next game. And sort of realize what's what's in, at stake. To be honest, you know, because at the end of the day, the, this weekend could could sort of see see you break it down to Division Two, Division Three, Division Four. You know, and it's not what teams need. And especially when you're trying to get, get sort of built up for the final game, and the final push. So it's um look a lot of it has to come down to management and obviously managing players and and. and getting lads prepared for to be in the right right mindset and look, all the teams have sports psychologists and I think they'll be pretty pretty important over the next couple of weeks and next couple of days and it's look I'm not too sure how, how fair it is on players either um, especially after coming back from you know the lockdown I know they've been given a couple of weeks training but they're straight into four weeks of games and look over the years I, I've always said like we, we should be able to be well able to play every week you know we're we're training a lot. We we we're training like a, a whatever preseason of three months, then a league league basis, and I didn't see any issue with it. But just in the situation with a lockdown and not having a full preseason, not having the contact on the pitch for as long as players would like and management would like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm just wary of you know the short sharp turnaround for games, muscle muscle injuries probably more prevalent than they probably would have been over last. Probably four or five years, and it'd be interesting to get the stats over the next couple of months of from this year and last year of how lads have turned out on uh, on their
0: injuries as well. We we'll see on on that Joe, just yeah. sorry, Ted, the Jack, but see on that uh, Paul Joe, um, I have to say you made a very good point as regards to injuries and playing week on week. So what, what I don't understand, that they, they took the team squads down to 26 a number of years ago from, from I played most of McCree, I'm sure you did, Joe, with 30 poll members. and yeah. e- Even it was tough to get 30 players in at that time because, invariably, you needed to carry more than that because of injuries. So we could have made exceptions to the current rules where you got to increase your squads. So invariably, now squads are 34, 35 people because of that very reason. And with COVID, you, you would think, that if they're increasing the amount of subs and they're putting in old water breaks, the least they could do is, is is allow teams to carry big bigger squads and maybe a bigger panel when it comes to match day. And what I don't really get as well is the fact that we needed to condense the these divisions into a series of groups. Like COVID doesn't know whether Downs in the North Saxon or you know what I mean? I think, you know, it's 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 far so good to try and put these things in in my opinion because why not just play a full league program week on week and then start the championship directly after uh, you know for me it just doesn't make much sense this whole thing you know and uh, as Joe says it's, it's unfair to have them week on week and then you know such you know you have three games invariably to make a break you whereas that would have been six games you know um and some people can start off badly and then come good you know so uh, I just think it's it's a bit, it's a bit of a joke, you know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how how it finishes out,
3: and but the teams that, especially, I'd say some high profile teams who aren't expected to get relegated and are in a bad position, how they come out and, and sort of discuss the sort of breakdown of the league situation this year, and look, hopefully there's no issues from it, but you know, I I don't think it's going to be smooth as GA might like.
1: Yeah, and I. Before we get into the action, Danny, like you talked there about four teams and it's exciting and everything, but like from both of you now involved in club management, like I can't even imagine what it's like to be involved now if you're a new manager with an set setup and you get three league games and then maybe you get to a relegation semi-final or a league semi-final. Like it, it's it's very challenging for new managers this year compared to last year.
0: Of of course it is. Um to be honest, in in a lot of counties, that the chances of winning their provincial title is about as high as it gets. That that's where the success is. Uh, winning all Ireland at the minute is just is just almost unreachable for many counties, uh, given where Dublin are, given how far they are away from even the contenders that are that are dining with them at the top table. So, you know, the league has become increasingly important in the last few years because. It is a bar for success for many teams, and if you're pulling that away from them as well, with 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 three games dictating their whole season, um, then you're you're going to look at a at, at a management team. There are management teams in invariably last three to four seasons on average. You would think, so you're talking about two seasons of COVID and maybe another one. So, you know, for I, I you know, you have to be desperately. Uh, it's desperately unlucky for those people that have taken the reins in this last two years and uh, you would have to say that uh, you certainly don't envy any of those new managers that just haven't had time to get stuck in or get any momentum with their squads and just with the nature of how this is all operating uh, you would have to say that it's uh, desperately unlucky, Phil. I suppose if we look at the first game in the beating one south
1: and... Um, Dublin play Kerry and Turles, uh on Sunday at one45 And I suppose, Joe, everyone, when they think of Dublin, Kerry, Thurlis thinks of Morris Fitz sideline um, that day. But a huge win for Kerry. But I suppose the interesting thing for Kerry now this weekend is going to be how are they going to set up against Dublin, really, is the intriguing bit.
3: Yeah, look, obviously, after last weekend's game, Peter Keane downplayed that win. The worst way I've ever heard a manager downplay a game. He said it could have went either way. It could have way. like it was. It's such a terrible thing to say. And look, it does. It frustrates me that sort of stuff. I appreciate what the players have done. Yeah, you don't want to blow the heads off players and get too excited. But yeah, tell appreciate the lads are after putting a good performances. Don't say, "Oh, should sure, look go to beat us by twenty points." You know, and it it's just so unrealistic. But it's it's never gonna change, and it's it's literally uh, it's very funny listening to it. Kerry boys are very good at it, so it's uh, it'd be good now. And look, when when you look at um, obviously where the game, I actually think it should should it still be in down in Kerry. Like if it's if it's against protocol, what Dublin broke, it should still be down in Kerry. If you want to punish them properly, do do it right. So. Um, it, it probably would have been a bit of a bonus to Kerry being played down in, in Killarney. So, but look, that's the way it is and Kerry, Kerry obviously are in high confidence after the, the performance against Galway. I think they'll set up exactly the same. I don't think they'll change too much. I think there's a lot of pressure on the management not to overchange things just for um, Dublin because I think that's what happened in last year. They were probably looking towards Dublin um, in the months of the championship and that sort of was the undoing of them unfortunately. So I think they have a plan from the game against Galway. I think they'll see this through, and this is the way they'll set up for the next look for the next couple of games, and then the review coming into the championship and see if they can tweak anything to, to make them another couple of percent better. But you know, the first game was very impressive. You know, obviously the Cliffords were very impressive. David, obviously three six, uh, Shoni O'Shea. You know, the forward line, and um, Killian Spillane. You know, the the defense was very structured and um, broke a pace kick passing as, as we all are very well used to with the carry forwards and, and carry players being very very easy and find it very easy left foot right foot you know their natural skill is, is second to none and, and that, that's even against the Dublin players as well uh, that have a probably more natural ability but where the Dubs are probably ahead of them is probably their fitness level is um, sort of mentally mentally strong and they just have a, a seamless movement from under twenty minor level into a senior setup and it showed in the two debutants last week it was just it was literally a very easy swing in for the two boys and they've done quite well. So it's um it's gonna be interesting. I one thing I did notice about like where I mentioned Brian Harrow a couple of months ago where he was and it, it, i haven't heard where he was. He was meant to start midfield so maybe there's a there's something behind the scenes but it it was it was interesting to see that he didn't line out again and he didn't even come on. So it's um, look, it would it, be no no team would want to take a step back. Obviously, when they're looking sort the of three months down the line, come championship, probably looking at semi finals or island final that the two teams will meet. Hopefully, and it's um, they it, they won't want to give anything away. And I, I, I'm guessing the two teams will go at each other. It, it's going to be a fantastic game, and hopefully we get good weather, a great great game, and um, pure pure football, and and that's what the two teams usually play. So it'll be um. It'd
1: be one for a lot of neutrals and everyone to be looking forward to so Danny for you are Kerry strong enough defensively to cope with Dublin. Um I th-
0: I think you would need to collect up a-, a lot of players from around the country to 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 even come close to time to uh, uh consistently keep Dublin this Dublin forward line quiet they're just so well coached and well-drilled and the thing about Dublin is that the beauty about Dublin is that Dublin don't even need a conveyor belt of underage minors and under 20s to come through you know they can hand pick two or three guys and slip them into a team that has multiple all-iron medals multiple all-stars and Joe will tell you I, you know I'm not sure when did you start to clear Joe And the early 2000s early late 90s 02, 03 yeah, yeah 02 or 03 but you were coming into a squad probably that still had all Ireland medal winners and stuff I was coming in in, in in 02 and 03 you still had some guys that were playing in the 90s that were all Ireland medals and stuff but the powers were beginning to wane um, so to speak they were getting older um uh, but still that that presence in the change room where, where you had winners um. It kind of set the standard and where the bar was um for new palm Manors. but when dublin you still have a you know a whole generation there that are still young enough um that are coming in with all our medals five all-stars six all-stars and when new guys come in there and they can slip into the team in one or two or three positions and they're playing alongside those winners it makes a massive massive difference um carry a wee bit different in that yes they, they won an all ireland uh, in the last in the last decade, but th- there isn't that same level of 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 the winning mentality that Dublin have. So you know it'll be interesting, uh, it'll be certainly brilliant for the neutral um, coming through. But Ke- Ke- Kerry need to go out and play as Kerry can. You know the way that we've seen them play against Galway last week, um, and arguably that's what Kerry's strengths like in their forward unit, in their ability to go forward, in their mental in that mentality that Kerry have been famous for. Kerry really need and Peter Keane needs to accept that that's who Kerry are. Um I think he he lost his way last year and he only paid the price. Um I do believe that this is his chance of redemption this year and nothing short of an all-iron final and, a, and an all-iron final win I would hesitate to say would be will be good enough for for the Kerry fans, because if he doesn't deliver this year, um, I think there's going to be a change down there. Um, so I, th- I think he needs to. and uh, needs to go out and win the game at the weekend. Uh, I think he he really needs to set a stall out um, to put that doubt in, in the Dublin's head. No matter who they put out or who they've missing. I think Kerry need to send the send a message because it's not that long until we're 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 playing that championship, so it's going to be interesting viewing, and and certainly Kerry will be going to win, and they have the ability to do that. But you know this Dublin team, they've been doubted a few times over this last few years, and they've answered the critics. So, um, it'll be interesting. I wouldn't I wouldn't discount it. They're all put it that way.
1: Yeah, and as well, Joe, like when you see the likes of. Cormac Oslo coming in and scoring 113 against Roscommon like, he's going to want to keep his spot and then Dean Rock can come back but the one thing about the Kerry defence even there when go- I suppose it was only one go- ball go- I played in but they played it into comer and he skinned tied more there did look to be somewhat of a vulnerability when you look at it there but I suppose that was only one ball go- I kicked in you can be sure Dublin are going to kick in a lot more
3: yeah, and and look, we, we, we a lot of people spoke about Kerry's vulnerability in defence, and I think Peter Keane has trying. It's pretty obvious that he's trying to obviously shore up defence and and probably get better defenders playing in the in the back six, and, and not trying to flood back his with his half forward line and trying to create that sort of block up the space for for sort of the long ball in and the one on one situations. And I think that was the issue. You know back when you had likes of Mark O'Shea and tomas o'shea and, and you know these boys tommy griffin they, they were actually proper tight american defenders and um you know they, they sort of had lacked a lot of that over the last couple of years and that's where they've really you know, fell down a lot oh in the big games especially but you know i think if peter keen can see that he's trying to work on the structure you know it did work quite well against go i i know i know that Point that Comer come up the inside line with fist over the bar, and you know he, like Damon Comer, is a handful for, for anyone. You know, two or three you throw over his shoulder and carry them, and he's um, look, he'd roast most most defenders. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. So I think it's still a work in progress for the carry defense. Look, the, the thing about Dublin is how quick they, they get the ball and they move the ball. They very rarely take too many too many touches and you know it's bang bang off the shoulder link play looping around into that sort of d area where they get the shot off with dean rock is usually you know three or four points a game every single time coming on the loop bang and they find it very easy to get the score it's they they, they're very clever footballers you know they see the space they create the space and they run into the space and and they take a risk as well you know if they see see blood they'll go straight for the back and then and they're not afraid to you know go for goal either on another day they could have four or five goals against them um, at the weekend as well, you know, so it's, it, it's going to be interesting, you know, and you, you talk about Paul McCoslow, like he hasn't even set, got a settled position on the team over the last couple of years. There. He's got six All-Irelands in his back pocket, you know, and he's still pushing. So if you look at that, that type of mentality, he's got six All-Irelands. He could have more at this stage, but, you know, he's pushing out to win All-Ireland as a, First starting 15 player, you know, so these boys who, who've who seen sort of the older lads and some of the players that retired over the last couple of years, this is my opportunity now to win an All-Ireland, you know, uh, as Danny will tell you, like it's a lot different not that I've won an All-Ireland, but you to win an All-Ireland or to win a championship medal or whatever it is from the bench to start, you know, there's a massive difference. And if you're sitting on the bench, you don't feel it as much as as part of the winning team. So for these type of fellows coming onto the Dublin squad this year, them boys will be gunning for positions and it's only going to create more competition in the Dublin squad which is scary for the rest of the country though that's the only problem.
1: The other game in Division 1 South uh, go in Roscom- Roscommon uh, on Sunday at 2 o'clock in Pierce Stadium and um, live in GA go. But Danny we talked about trimming and re- realistically both of these teams got a good trimming in the opening rounds and I suppose Whoever wins this, it's going to show which team has the better character.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it might be in player stadium, but but, you know, Roscommon, I've seen enough of Roscommon over those last couple of years. Roscommon are a good team. You know, they're a really good, solid team. You know, they, they go and get the results in Connacht and, and they get the results in the league. And probably, to be fair, the league structure doesn't suit them. Um, in that the, you know, that they, they might pick up points, you know, up in Armagh. They beat Armagh last year in a real Country game, and you know, probably doesn't suit, um, uh, doesn't suit them. But I, I, I would see Roscommon arguably as as a stronger team at this current time than than Galway, um, and I would fancy Roscommon to to beat Galway. Um, I know it might be in Pear Stadium, but I still fancy them to to do a job on the way because. Not only are are Ruskelman a really competitive, good side, well organised. Uh, and Collingham has them hasn't gone great, to be honest, those last few years. Um, but uh, they've a wee bit of experience in class there up front. Gal- Galway's big problem is that Galway aren't organised and uh, don't seem seem to have any structure. As we discussed on the on on Sunday, do um, you know there's there's a naivety to how Galway play. Um, and I can I can understand, you know, the natives were restless when when Kevin Walsh was there, and then he took in obviously Paddy Talley, who would be would be very well thought of here down. But and that structured approach, but that structured approach got Galway uh, Galway to a, a National League final, uh, where they played Dublin. were very competitive for long periods. If it got them to an All Ireland semi final, so uh, you know people people can say what they want about Kevin Walsh's tenure, but Kevin Walsh done extremely well. Um, with Galway, and it mightn't be the nicest on the eye, but, uh, you know, it was practical, and, and they got results at the end of the day, and, and they always put put it up to Mayo, you know, Mayo never got it their own way, in any kind of finals, and, and now we've seen Galway taking a couple of trimmings in this last 12 months, and I will be worried about, you know, na- na- the naivety that, that Joyce has shown. It's alright going forward and trying to win games and playing this total football, but when you're conceding as they do, and you're out of games before half time, there's a there's a practical side that has to kick in there and say, right, we got to show up at the back here, and this is where we need to start. You know, they've two arguably two really good footballers, and in, and in, in Comer and Shane Walsh, who's the best footballer for me, the total, the one of the best footballers in Ireland. So, uh, so how 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 best do you utilise them? Um, but I'd be worried about Galway. That's the truth.
1: Danny, can you see Stephen Poacher's influence on this Ross common team already? Me? Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, Stevie's it's you know, Stevie uh Stevie's uh, working as he's a he's a great character. Actually, Stevie's a, a wonderful character. Um and, you know has, has got I suppose a reputation for for being very defensive. Um and again he he likes the transition from a, a fast transition from um from from uh, from defence into attack to be honest i haven't seen a lot i haven't seen a lot of uh, stevie's footprint yet on Roscommon. i think it's too early for that um but certainly down in col uh Carlo, uh, Stevie has a has a has a great reputation, and to be fair, when 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 Carlo came up against Dublin in their one championship win, they were very you know they, they were competitive, they were well organized, they were well structured. So Stevie will take that wee bit more um, structure and defensive play to Roscommon. Um, you know the one things that that were thrown at Kevin McStay um, over the years that. That he didn't want to adopt that defensive style of Roscommons. Roscotman were always, and have been this last couple of years, really, really good going forward. But it has been that lickiness and that freedom, that free, that ability to go through the middle of their defence. So Stevie certainly will will help them with that. Uh, you know, Dublin racked up one, what was it, one twenty the other day? Um, and and could could have been more. So, you know, it's hard to see that footprint just yet. But as the year develops, I'm sure you will see that common being a wee bit more harder to break down. But certainly, you know, he'll certainly add something to Roscommon's play, no doubt about that. And uh, you know, if they can build on the good work that's been done there already, um, I see no reason why Roscommon can't go on Sunday and get a get a um get a result. There's there's I would be confident that they can do that against Colbert.
1: And for Galway as well, uh, Joe, um, Danny mentioned there the talent of Shane Walsh, but Shane Walsh was in at 15 the last day and Comer was at 14. But do you think for this Galway team, they need a platform of Shane Walsh at 11, even getting the ball around midfield and I suppose supplying the ball into Comer or even kicking scores from fair out?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think they have to have that balance. They can't overload the full four line if the boys aren't getting the ball. Um, and I think he's a natural 11 you know he plays off both feet he can grab the ball for a pointy kick last year he grabbed it I think back in the 21 ran the full length of the pitch dummy soloed with his left kicked with his right you know and he has the ability to do it his pace is incredible the only problem sometimes I feel with Shane is he can just disappear out out of a game when he does you know he is is the main player he is as Danny was saying one of the best footballers natural all around footballers in the country at the minute you know but he has to maybe when the going gets tough sometimes you know dig deep and that it's not all about sort of the, the flair and, and the flicks and the and the tricks and look I love to see it and most people do but you know sometimes you just have to get stuck in and you know dig a ball out at midfield and go out or you know dig out a sort of a a score from nowhere and try and get the boys back into it and, and sort of because the team naturally will follow his lead and comer's lead because they they're the talisman for the team and you know they drive dry things on and that's that that's what goal we need out of the two boys and i think as danny was saying goal i think joyce still doesn't know his best team you know he had three lads off before half time on on sunday and you know it just seemed like he he obviously frustration of obviously with the way the game had went and he's obviously trying to trying different things he's working on different things and you know, it is different when it comes to a senior in the county team compared to minor and under twenty teams, you know. At that level, it's more free-flowing, open-ended. You know, you can sort of take it or leave it with with a defense because it's sort of bang bang, you know, knockout football as, as such. So I, I think he, he really has to have a look at sort of the defensive structure. And, you know, as Kevin Walsh did, like a couple of years ago, I was calling Galway as the favourites for the All Ireland. You know, they were impressing me. The one thing was they weren't getting forward enough. They weren't getting enough scores because there were two defenses, so they had to find that transition from defense into attack a lot quicker. But as a team and a setup, like this team looked incredible, and I, I was sh- and boys were calling me crazy. Um, and literally, they've gone from there to now looking probably like they
0: could get beat by Roscommon at the weekend.
2: No, and, and
3: Joe
0: and, and Joe, listen, you you you're. 100% right on that. The thing about it is, and, and, and again, apologies for him when you look at Throne, you look at Throne at the minute, and you look, they're not throwing everything out that McGee Hart and Gavin Devlin put in place. They're, they're, they're Well, it haven't appeared to be so far uh, against Donegal. They haven't uh, totally rid themselves of the defensive structure and the good work that's been done there as far as that's concerned. What we have seen is, baby steps towards, you know, transitioning them to being a more offensive team. And in my opinion, what Galway and, and what Joyce has done is that, you know, we're going to be total football. We're going to go forward. We're going to be purists. So, you know, that's my philosophy. But, you know, as Ross Common practically had to, you know, adopt to is, is a new modern way of playing and, there's nobody more purist than I have been, maybe Joe. Joe, but we have to, you have to be practical at that level. Um, you have to see what works, and what works is the ability to mix, mix how you play. Um, so if 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 and I'm telling you, if Joyce continues to to be a purist, that he's you know he's surely going to become unstuck, and you know Shane Walsh. Is one of the best players in Ireland. And my worry around Galway is that the games are over. The The reasons why Shane Walsh possibly is 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 not influencing games as much is because the game is over at half time. And the players, you know, you show yourself, you know, if you're getting, if you're being beat by 12 or 15 points at half time, there's, you know, the chances of coming back from something like that at that, that level are slim. And uh, if you're out of a game at half time, Three or four goals down, um, or or being beat by ten points at half time, then there's nothing as demoralising, you know. Um, at that, that level,
3: they didn't even look
0: like coming back. That was that's the scale.
3: Oh. Sometimes the team, you you'll say right, that they're unlucky and and you know you go behind by ten points, but they still feel and they still have a vibe about them. that can they can compete in the game. Ballway we literally were just done. You know you can tell halftime they had no hope. You know, and that's that's the disappointing thing, and it's the scary thing for both, especially going
0: forward.
1: Yeah. But can you change that approach in a week to go from a purist to defensive structure? Like he obviously doesn't have the time. So how does he approach it this weekend?
0: Um. Well, you know, the, I think I think Joyce needed to learn from last year. Uh, pre pre COVID, there was a pre COVID element to to his management, and there was a post COVID. Uh, certainly, in, in pre COVID, uh, they were doing well. They were scoring. They were, you know, this was nearly like uh, they made the right decision and, and the right call and and and, and his appointment and his philosophy was obviously had a an immediate bounce. And then you had the post COVID, where things started to go downhill, and then obviously. They, they competed well in the in the final in the kind of final i think it was only a point wasn't it yeah with with them andmel and and you sh- sort of can excuse that away because of the knockout nature of it and the fact that there wasn't a back door but i think you know we've started to see we started to see a pattern now um with this goal we said and Jimmy McGuinness would be the first. I know there was a lot of hype around Jimmy going in and taking a session and stuff like that. But, you know, I think it's all it's all well and good, you know, taking in all these coaches and, you know, to g up boys and, and to, uh, you know, a secure a bounce plan. But you have to put the fundamentals in place and the fundamentals in any team is, is getting some kind of defensive structure or philosophy. And as you rightly said there, you know, they didn't even look like coming back, and for me, that 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 looks like a team that's not organised, and um, that don't have a structure to their play, and are simply going out. And you know, sometimes we can overestimate what what coaching teams or management teams bring to things. And name names don't win games anymore. Name, management names don't win games anymore. It's about putting structures in place and having a philosophy. And uh, I just don't think all we know how they want to play or how they want to set up, and. At this stage, it's it's nearly too late to put that in place. You can't just turn around in week 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 two of a, a national league program, given the structures, or given the structure of the league now, and try and put something in place. Uh, well, you can, you can, if, if if I suppose if the wills are, but you know you're getting to the stage where you could lose a dressing room pretty handily if you don't uh, if you don't start to to get some structure and and Joe will tell you. At that inter-county level, um, it's players don't belong saying, you know, it doesn't matter how iconic players or ex-players that have been appointed as management is, uh, you need a, you need to know your stuff, and uh, players won't be long in, uh, you know, getting pretty disillusioned if 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 they're getting uh, embarrassed at that stage, you know.
1: We'll look ahead at Division One North um now. Uh Donegal play Monaghan at Saturday uh, at five o'clock. Um, Joe, Donegal look like a team this year who are hungry and they looked like the air hurting from last year already.
3: Yeah, and look. It was a good introduction for the first game against Throne, you know, to give them an idea of actually where they're at. Um, probably maybe to focus them very quickly on the league and, and get the, the campaign off to a good start. And When you look at the lads that they had back, you know, I thought Paddy McBurdy looked very sharp. When you when you look at the game back and you see him, he was everywhere and he's he's just incredibly accurate. You know, he's, he very rarely misses a shot. He always comes around and it's, he doesn't take too many easy shots. He, he's very confident in his own ability. You know, to have him back and, and a full pre-season into him and with him and and, and a rejuvenated, Michael Murphy, he, he was he was man the match, kicking six points there, at, uh, at the weekend. And you know if them two boys can drive this team on, with the youth and exuberance around them, like they, they've got to be confident again going into the year. And it's um like especially against the likes of Toronto. Toronto would have been looking for that scout, It was in Oma, and and to do it, and to come out, and and they probably were, you know probably another couple of points better than Toronto on the day. You know, a new management in and trying a few new, new style of play, moving the ball quicker, long ball. And, and Donegal dealt very quick, well with it. And it's, um I was very impressed with Donegal because I thought last year they did look tired. And but you, you can take things with a pinch of salt as well. And even with, like the likes of goal, we like, they come out and beat Roscombe with five, six points in the weekend. It's the first round of the league, but you, you've got to try and, analyze what what you're looking at and see, you know, even from a player's point of view, and Danny made a good point about, like, losing a change room. If you lose a change room as a management team, it's downhill, you know, and it's very hard to get it back. So you've got to do something straight away to try and keep the lads on board and keep them focused and keep them going. You know, it looks like, like Declan Bonner has, has done a great job for the last couple of years that he's been there because, you know, there was a transition of, from, obviously, from Jimmy and coming through and, and trying to get the players to buy into his way of playing and you know he hasn't gone he's gone obviously a bit more offensive with, with his Donegal side and but they, they have the players to do it because they're so fit they're so fast they can get up and down that pitch and with the main players you know win, being the match winners on, on, on a lot of the days it's um, it's looking good for, for Donegal for this year and it, it's going to be a tight Ulster um, Championship again and They'll, they'll, they'll be down as favourites. I can't see Cavan being favourites again after last year, but I I can see I can see Donegal being favourites and strong favourites after the way they've started. And, and like Donegal usually are a very strong league team anyway. Yeah, uh, they're very well prepared. They are usually very focused on it, and you know they're hard to beat. So, um, yeah, you know, I'll expect another win from them against Monaghan. Monan just looked flat last week. They looked tired. Um, you know, Bandy's probably trying a few new things. He's a few new players brought in. And they just didn't they just looked sort of out of ideas. They they were they were very rusty and ragged, kicked 12 wides, I think. and um, you know, so it just shows a team maybe not too confident about where they're at, at the minute and it was probably sort of an individual thing rather than a team collective um at the weekend. So I'd um I'd imagine Donegal would take a scalp off morning
1: and Danny, um, Joe mentioned the point there of Paddy McBrearty. Like if Paddy McBrearty can hit full form this season, he will nearly actually go under the radar because there's not a lot of talk about him when you compare him to the Dublin and the Kerry forwards. And like if he can get back to even what he was like a few years ago, and like you add in Niall O'Donnell, Ushin Gallen coming in as well, Michael Murphy, Kieran Thompson, Padder Morgan, like this Donegal attack is frightening. Yeah, and and this dummy goal team, um this
0: dummy goal team are really you would have to say they're 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 down at the top table for a reason because of that forward line because when they click uh they can put a team away and and they showed that last year against Tyrone and Arma. Invariably and the, the the toughest part, the side of the 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 last year and they became unstuck in a in a game against Calvin. You know, where it was nearly the gods had a had a to ensure that Calvin won the Anglo Celt, and uh, again, I I think if there had been a backdoor last year, who would who would have ended up further down the line? You would have to say Donegal. They would have had another chance to to come through there, um, win games and learn from that defeat. Uh, you know, I suppose you would have that you would have felt that Donegal would have give Dublin. A, more difficult match despite the fact that Calvin maybe beat them in a one-off game but you know in that game it was played you know conditions were great um it was played in in the ground that was tight you know in the athletic grounds Calvin had, you know got a bit of success there before with with down so we're used to the field and uh you know it it was i i would say it was a bit of a freak result from, from Donegal's perspective, so they will be hurting certainly they'll be hurting from them and they've seen they've got over that Thurum rivalry, they seem to be able to scrape through and beat Thurum my concerns for Donegal would be, if Michael Murphy doesn't hit top form, I still think Murphy's the man um, and if Michael Murphy isn't there you know, he he's a fantastic supply line for Mick and um, they nearly come as a, as a double act if Murphy isn't hitting top form, uh and Paddy Paddy McBrady isn't getting that, that delivery, then uh, again you you would just be worried about uh who else steps up there, uh who who puts away the scores. For example, last year's Ulster final when when Murphy was well shackled, McBrady uh you know, again was well shackled on on the back of that. So um Donegal are certainly a, a force, but where Dublin and Kerry have that, uh, probably that bit of differentials there is the fact that that Clifford you still have Clifford Sean O'Shea. You have David Moore in the middle of the field. You've got more roundedness there. On the same with Dublin, if Conor Callan's having a quiet game, and Kenny steps up. If Kikenny's having a quiet game, you have maybe other guys there that have shown Scully Hard. And uh, Brian Fenton, you have a much more rounded rounded uh, team there. But Donegal are certainly, certainly good enough to to make the last score this year, without a doubt, to spring a surprise against Dublin, maybe, perhaps. But uh, you would have to say they're, they're, they're favourites for the Ulster title. But uh, I just think that it's going to be Tyrone or Donegal this year. Um, Throne will not be hugely disappointed. Uh, with with the nature of their defeat, you would like to think Callum Sheehan's worth at more than two or three points to Torons, and he wasn't playing the other day. So, you know, uh, you know, they're still out to play for, but Donegal are certainly certainly going to be worthy of uh, their win against Monaghan, that you
1: you would think. And do Monaghan have any chance for you to get at Donegal this weekend, or do you think they're odds on to go down? Um,
0: I I, I can't. See, the problem with Monaghan, um, and, and it's been as much their to their advantage, um, and it'll now become a bit of a disadvantage, is the reliance of Conor McManus. Conor McManus has, has given Monaghan some of their best days and has has nearly pulled them to that top table. And uh, and they've been really super consistent in the leagues over this last number of years. They're an aging team, there's no doubt about that. There are not huge guys like that that have been fantastic year in huge um but the problem uh the problem and the solution has always been Colin mcmanus uh, and their over reliance on him and you know i don't see that changing any time soon and uh, if mcmanus is shackled if he's not playing and he didn't start the other day and you see by half time then i on the field you know if if he's if he's not playing or he's having a bad day or he's getting on in years Monaghan are most likely going to slip down in in uh, out of that division that they've been brilliant in to be fair for for a great many years now. So uh, it's not that they've no chance, of course. On any given day they have a chance. I uh, just on the law of averages, you would like you would you would think that Donegal Galway momentum with the players at that have disposal, uh, they're they're going to beat Monlin. Uh
1: Joe the. Uh... Next game in Division 1 North is Armagh Tyrone on Saturday at 7 o'clock. The interesting thing about this one is both sides are really here have kind of went more attacking this year, but for Irma you have to think it's a vital game. They've been making progress from Division 3 up to Division 2 and Division 2 up to Division 1, beating Monaghan the last day. But one thing Geezer hasn't really achieved is beating a top 3 14. team.
3: Yeah, and I was, I was sort of critical of Armour a couple of months ago uh, when we were chatting. Just basically on, I didn't think they are at that level. Um, I think they're probably in just outside the top eight. Um, and it's just based on that, you know, that they're the there their best, but they seem to come unstuck against the top teams. They, they, they might beat one in six top teams, you know, every now and again, but they were, they were lacking something. And it was probably that sort of, attack and edge and we did see that at the weekend and that's a very good thing for them. You know what did we say? We did one ten or one nine from the full forward line, you know, which which holds well for them going forward. It obviously shows that they're moving the ball quicker into the full forward line. You know, they get the supply in and the boys are working well off each other. Um you know and they they have the, the very very dynamic quick players and, and this they, they were using that at the weekend. You know they weren't using it as much last year. They were slow, and their play, the build-up play was very slow. Next thing they'd be, I I didn't think they'd have the quality of long-range shooters, so they'd be forced to kick long-range points last year and the year before. And next thing, you know, there are what 15 percent shot that were taken, and next thing you get frustrated, and and it's it's very easy for a game to turn on, on small things like that. Confidence goes, and and you start making the wrong decisions, and. It looked like they're sort of a very focused attacking style, very quick off the shoulder, two or three lads coming at a time, looping, you know, and, and the angles. And, and it did remind me of the sort of style of Dublin, the way they did attack from from the edges, from sort of them angles, just outside the 45, breaking in, putting off each other. And look, it, it was very profitable for them. You know, they the. and as most teams that like Kieran Maghini's managers, they looked extremely fit, you know, and they just, they just ran through, ran through, and they, they were very, they probably could have won by more in the end, but it was, um, it was, it was something that it was impressive for me, and we we'll, we'll have to wait and see how they get on this weekend, but it, it's going to be a different kettle of fish, and we'll see how it goes.
1: And for Tyrone, Danny, do you think Fergie Logan and Brian Dewar were, and are they going to rotate the forward line again to, as maybe give the likes of Merrick Bradley and Rowan O'Neill and Derek Canavan a chance now this weekend?
0: Um, I'm not so sure. Derek Canavan might come into the back into the mix, but you know, I think they've they wanted to set their stall out. Um, they introduced Stanley into the forward line. Uh, no doubt that he had a he had a debut to remember with ten points and. Uh, you know, he, he, as I said on Sunday, you know, he's been doing that for his club and he's been doing that then within club, uh, throne club football for a long time and hasn't, you know, been tried at county level. So you would have to say that that was, that was a really, really, um, brave move from the management and um, to a certain extent to, to get him in straight away and, and certainly paid them dividend. Don, I see Donnelly as really adding to the throne attack. Along with, as I said, when Callum Sheen comes back, and 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 Connor uh, Connor McKenna who's who's uh, who's going to be a super talent going forward. But you know, Tyrone, as I said, but previously, um, Tyrone will not throw out all the all the good work that's been done before. They'll they'll do it in baby steps. They'll do it in incremental steps. And uh, you know, I think this is going to be an important game for Tyrone. Donny um, Donegal was a sort of a first game. Wee bit of a bounce, perhaps, um, but uh, Trump would be expecting to beat Armagh because they're still structurally and developmentally and experience-wise a lot further down the road, and um, they've they've got a couple of scalps over the years. And as Joe rightly said, you know, the one criticism of of Arma that you sort of had in this last few years is their inability when when the uh, when the guns been put to their head to win big games, and uh, that is preventing them from for in that top six, top eight teams, uh, because when when that big day has come, Arma haven't delivered, and this is going to be a test of them. And with a new sort of backroom management team there, and Kieran McKeever is very good. Kieran Donnelly, he's just excellent. Um, I I would I would say that it's it's almost a new feel there as well within the camp. And um, you know, obviously they had some good performances last week, but it's about them. Going into those big games with Toron, um, and and getting a result, and that's going to be the true test of Armagh this weekend. Now, if they can turn around and get a result, that's really that's a lot of progress. And and obviously looking at a looking at a topping the table in that group, and um, but if, if they don't get the result, uh, or they're not competitive again, you could say same old Armagh. So, uh, you know, there's there's things to, on both sides. Toron will be looking to win the game. Um, and the and the sentiment and all that kind of stuff, the good feeling of the do her Logan um uh, period now going forward. They they'll be looking to win that game against Arma. And there's listen, there's there's a hit hate relationship down there, you know.
1: Yeah, it'll definitely make it all the more intriguing. But I suppose a game that interests you both this weekend down a mead uh in Newry on Sunday at on the Athletic grounds. In the, oh, oh, in the athletic grounds oh the athletic grounds yes yeah, the down boys the down boys are naughty so today. They,
3: they
0: actually it should be in Avon to be fair but... <laughs> it probably should be but <laughs> listen for, for us to get a result it, it maybe should be in Lourdes but,
1: um, <laughs> but uh, yeah I don't know yeah um, Joe we've got a narrow win and as you said last week they don't really know where they're best team is um, where, where do you think they're at at the moment?
3: I, I think Andy has an idea in his head He's seen, we are struggling with a couple of injuries and hopefully we'll have them back um, look we're, it would have been extremely disappointing if we lost that game and with 10 minutes ago we were 4 points down so we've got to we've got to to hand it to the boys for pr- pulling out the bag you know the, the five lads that we were brought on had a massive impact and um, they dug it out of the fire and, and looking on another day you could have lost and you would have been under serious pressure going into um, the game against Down this weekend and like we don't have a great record against Down in the league to be fair and if you look back over the years you know we, we, we've struggled you know and Down probably have a number in the league so you know and it's no coincidence when you do play the teams again that it the games usually go in the same way. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen this weekend. But like Andy made a comment after the game that we just can't be in division three. And that's more so about going forward in the super eights and obviously coming to the top tier of the championship. And that that's look I didn't like the comment because it was nearly hoping not to get relegated rather than looking towards being promoted. And maybe that was just him playing it down. But and not saying too much, and that, that that's usually what he would do, but it's I, I'd hope that's not what the the squad are thinking and let's not try and get to Division 3 whereas we should be looking at promotion into Division 1 and back up to sort of it's, it's for, for me I think we're looking at probably what Roscommon done, you know, Cork done it for a couple of years, up and down, so you you in Division 1, relegated, back up until we find our feet, and then you our, our, our probably goal will be to get set into Division One for a couple of years when we, when the lads have the experience and and that's what it is. It's not as easy as just go up to Division One. If you look at the top eight teams, they're all in Division One, and it's it's not as easy just to jump in there and stay hold on and you know Ross Comondon and and um, Calvin were up there and Martin were up there. You know, so it's look we need to get there and get that consistency as a team. Um, like. A massive blow. where I spoke about this on Sunday like Ron Jones is just massive low for us and sort of takes away from our power and drive at midfield putting a lot more pressure on to me, uh, Brian Menton poor Karen is a big boost for us coming back but he probably would have been suited back in a, into the defence and it's um, it, it we just could have done without it you know and and look we've lost players to the AFL and especially around the middle of the field like Conan Ash and Keen McBride you know two lads that would be very advanced, a massive like boost to us, and, and you know most teams in the country couldn't do it without them, lads. So look, we, we've got to get on with. It. We're not going to cry and moan about it, but it's it's the game now against Down this weekend. That if we if we can win it, obviously puts us in a great position. It's not going to be easy, you know. Down are going to be hurting after last weekend's loss, and it's um, it, it's going to be tight again. You know, we, we we can't be going up there to guaranteed wins after a performance at the weekend. So. I think Andy will probably just trying to get that confidence into the lads, like, uh, and, and sort of really pushing how big of a game this is. And and Andy's very good at motivating lads and sort of emotionally getting into their heads. And ho- hopefully we can we can do that and get some of the boys back. Like Mickey Newman's back on the squad after a long term injury, which is great. And um, and I think I think we need sort of free taker. You know, we we're struggling with a free taker, a couple of lads taking frees, and Mickey Newman is is that free taker that we have been missing. So. Look, if we, if we can get a few things right, hopefully we won't be too far about sort of getting that set team in place over the next couple of weeks.
1: Danny, as well, um, Down were one of the teams to suffer a trim um, last weekend. But having no Don Loher was definitely a loss for Down. Um, I'm not sure now, is he back this weekend? I no. There's a few players that left the Down panel as well at the start of this year, which hasn't helped Paddy tally's cause.
0: Yeah, and down. Not only do they need everybody out that's capable of playing that level, but we 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 are a situation where we're just not at that level. And you have to, there has to be a, an acceptance of where we are, where we sit. Um, we're we're just outside. We're not in that top 8 Um, we're not good enough at this moment in time to be in that top yet. And we've really struggled around the middle of the field. We've, we have no height, no physicality around that, that middle of the field sector. And, uh, you know, up front, um, you know, with good, small, fast players, um, we pace, you know, we do have a fair bit of pace in the side. Um, but they're all the same type of player, if you know what I mean. Um, like if, if we had a Mickey Newman or, dare I say, a Joe Sheridan or somebody there that could... You know, you could look to as a target, uh, a free kick taker off the ground that could guarantee you those five six uh, points a game. That that would be that would be massive. But you know, simply put, we, we don't have those players at the minute. And Danny, uh, is, the, is there any reason
3: why some of the boys pulled away,
0: or is there any word on? It or is it just sort of? Um, well, I don't know. Her It's just uh, injury problems. His knees, um, uh, his knees are are just giving him too much um bother. At that level, um, the couple of Kilku bro- uh, brothers are uh, Johnson. Sorry, Johnson brothers pulled away. There's, I think there was, uh, a mixture of work commitments and and different things there. So, listen, I don't, you know, my frustration. and I mean, was actually talking talking to another ex-player about this, um, uh, today for me. Um, the frustration I would have was that. I suppose like 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 joe playing for your county was the ultimate it was the pinnacle of your life and ever since i was a small kid that's all i wanted to do was was play for down and uh, play for my club obviously and play for down and i didn't i didn't want to travel and didn't want to do anything else other than, than play for down and you know that's that's not the case in down anymore um there's so many other trade-offs and alternatives and it's just and, and you still see it in Kerry and in other places and Dublin now have that only for, for such an urban area um, but but Kerry certainly have it there and Donegal to a certain degree as well that 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 culture and that pro of still wanting to play for your county it's nearly like a pressure within your community to still you know want to play for your club and to aspire for much more and we just don't have that mentality at the minute that culture isn't there and the uh, and it's, and, it's, and it's very frustrating we're we're doing the best of what we have probably doing the best of what that the players that he has at his disposal and uh, if we do get a win it'll be down to i suppose a bit of pace that we have in the squad um you know being well set up well structured probably defensive um but if if me bring their physicality their strength and their height and and stuff um if they start to tell them that, to start to impose the physical game on us, um, that means, means will more than likely win. So, uh, yeah, listen, I suppose I'm supposed realistic about where we are. Um, our problems go much deeper than than the senior team um, currently. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it'll certainly be a tight game. Um, it'll certainly be a tight game. Down will be well set up, and uh, I expect. Kick, they're, having, they're having massive problems with kickouts um, and securing the ball around the middle and break ball. But again, that comes down to physicality there. So I would see me probably winning the game um, if they impose the physicality on it. But again, it's a tight field in Armagh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, just touch comes- on you were saying a lot of lads travelling and you know nearly losing the
3: will to be involved. And you know, as you were saying back in the day and it's probably a generational thing like and and the competition going out of sort of an island championship these days like a lot of the teams that aren't competing and at the top level a lot of the players don't see any light at the end of the tunnel so like why are we going to train here for nine months to come down to next thing maybe playing a two-tier championship and you know maybe not qualifying you get to maybe a, a provincial semi-final you know do they see that success no a lot of the younger players these days they say look why not go traveling why not go off and live life and you know they just don't see the ga as this is the pinnacle of where i want to be you know i've got other things to be doing and it's 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 creeping into the in the Inder county setup it's it's a lot more prevalent in the club structure because you know it, it's not the commitment's not as much but you can see sort of that younger type of player deciding, look, I've other things to be doing in life, and GA is not number one at the minute, and it's. Um, I think we're going to have issues over the next couple of years, especially.
0: Uh, you're you you're spot on, Joe. And um, like I even remember watching some of the brilliant, brilliant games that that Mees and Dublin had, and it's different than Ulster. Ulster always had this kind of, the defensiveness, and it was a lot more attritional than I suppose Dublin and Me. But some some of the Mees the matches that used you've played on and on, on locked horns with in Dublin over the years. Like I'm thinking about even twenty ten when, when you spagged three or four was it five goals sorry. Was it was it five Yeah goals? we'll take the five yeah definitely yeah well maybe maybe the only three. time we done it so. we got, who was it the uh, was it Ward got a hat trick was it Ward got a hat trick or did you you got one did you? King got two, Stephen Bray, Brian Farrell, and myself uh, but but like what 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 a match uh and, and I'm sure even when you went into the end games and you were on the panel at that time and playing in the team, like there was always that uh, chance on any given Sunday that that you would be at Dublin and, and me were going toe-to-toe with them year in the year out and they could beat them. They could beat them. Um, and, you know, I suppose looking on now, you know, in Ulster, there's still that attrition there, but Will Down turn around and beat a Toronto or Donegal and catch them at the hub now it's going to be hugely difficult because we we uh, we can't get the players, we can't get some of our best players onto the field and get to, get them to commit them. Even when you look at me playing Dublin now, there was one thing that me never ever lacked in the past was the bait and the hunger and the ability to go toe-to-toe with Dublin. And I suppose um, it's only me looking on now this last couple of years, just, you know, the ability for me to even compete with Dublin, nearly as if they're resigned to losing against Dublin now. So it's just about keeping the score down, and that that's most position, disappointing. Yeah, it's 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 the disappointing part of of how championship football has changed, where there is a lack of hope there among even players and intercounty panels that that they can win an all Ireland. I always had that 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 hope that you know we we could do it, we could do it, no matter how. Maybe poor we we were going in the league and you know, the gap there was gaps even in in, in my time but to Armagh thrown but you know was the gap as large was that loss of hope there no and with the second tier championship and you know for me that was a total and absolute disaster to take that that even smidgen of hope out of out of an intercounty player's head you know it just you know was very disappointing.
1: Just that other game then in Division 2 North, uh, Westmead and Mayo. Um, I think we're all expecting here a routine win for Mayo here, Joe.
3: Yeah, I think so. You know, Mayo were very impressive last weekend. Um, you know, they had that drive. and like When you look at Jim O'Connor, like it, 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 it's scary what he's done. You know, he passed the check a couple of years ago and <laughs> the scoring record and He's what 28, 29, if if that, and I, it's gonna be scary what he racks up by the end of his career and hopefully touch what his um he injuries to, to knock him back and, and slow him down and like he's got another eight eight or nine points at the weekend and it's it's just incredible what he's doing he he's he's, a, he's an iron man and you know what I what he will say is down the line like Mayo have bigger aspirations than. The national league this year. I think that the championship is is their main focus. Obviously, to go back to Division One, I think they will do that. But I think championship, they really have to focus on it after last year. They have a few few lads that they're trying to bring through. They're under the they're, they're under twenty team and um, to probably freshen things up again. But I still think I know Matthew Rowan had a good game at the weekend. But you know, it's you've got to put it into perspective, and it's no disrespect to down, but about who they were playing and, and sort of the the. the the opposition and when you're looking down the line against Alexa, Dublin and Kerry, I think they're going to struggle big time because they're playing um, Jeremy O'Connor at midfield, he's not a natural midfielder, he's probably at 11 or 12 um, and they probably need to find a midfielder pretty quick and have a settled, strong midfield to, to be able to compete with the top teams and I think look, it'll, it'll be an easy win for Mayo and um, they'll be looking at trying to move on and, and get promotion and, and focus on the championship of course, as quick as possible.
1: Do you not think as well, though, Joe, with some of the players Westmead have, especially down their spine, John Heslin, Kieran Martin, Ray Connell, like there was a bit of a shock that they were competitive with me. But do you not think with the players they have, they should be being competitive with most teams in this division?
3: Oh yeah, look, no, don't get me wrong that the players that 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 the big players are very good. You know the problem is that that the probably average players are below average compared to sort of the top teams. You know, like John Heston would get on every single county team in the country, and there's no doubt about it. Dublin Kerry, he's, he's, he's incredible. Um, Kieran Martin, very strong forward. Ray Canell had a, had, a, had a very good game at the weekend. Um, but I just think that they're the lacking that depth in the squad, you know, coming off the bench as well. You know, I think that they'll just be pushing about 15, 16 players that will, will compete well. Um, it's it's that time then when when you're looking off the bench that they're going to struggle. So it's look not knocking the players, but I just think when you're competing against the top teams, at a minute, there's it, just a, a bit of a gap for themselves to try and get back at. Um,
1: we'll just have a quick look at Division Two South. Um, the intriguing game here is Kildare and Clare. They've both won a game, so whoever wins this, um, Danny is in the league semi-final. I suppose. It's a huge opportunity here for Clare, and as you're saying, a more realistic opportunity because they're playing Kerry in the first round of the Munster Championship.
0: Oh yeah, success for Clare is certainly promotion, um, and you know the the fact that Clare find themselves in this in this position, you know, arguably two way, two games away from from being promoted to first division, is a, is a testament to how hard they've worked over this last few years to put the structures in place and to get the players onto the field. And they're really a team, a bit like Monaghan, actually, where you know they've a certain, they've a certain, um, I suppose, they've a certain level, and they're reaching that level. And uh, you know they're they're a very proud hurling county, but you know you're starting to see the football creep in more and more, and the the, the duality of that um, of that nature may may become an issue down the line. But they've seen this, you know, there there isn't that much going on now. You either commit to one or the other, so. Um no, there's certainly there's, there's, and Clare, even probably when, when I was coming to the end and Clare were coming strong, Clare, Clare have been developing this last 10 years and certainly been a lot of great work done, done there. And, you know, it's going to be a very, very tight game with Kildare. Kildare had a great win at the weekend, actually over Cork. And it's um, not to say that wasn't expected, but with Daniel Flynn and stuff back, you know, Clare certainly... You know, will will Kildare will certainly have that um have, be buoyed by the fact that they beat Cork, um and listen, you know Jack O'Connor for me is a very very he's a cute hero as they say <laughs> down there and uh, he's a guy that I would have a lot of time for and he's uh, been there and done that obviously had his all iron medals and stuff like that so as as a manager so you know Jack Jack O'Connor um won't be found wanting from a from a tactical or a, I suppose from a motivational viewpoint, and you know it, it'll be interesting to see. Very two two evenly matched teams, and as you say, Clareme Clare Kerry, Clare, so they'll see it as a real good test of their character to try and win a game that uh, would be very very tight. And um, but uh, you know it could go either. Really, this is a game that you know could go either way. And um, you know I I just maybe see Pip Clare uh, because. Um, very very dogged in the league and uh, that, that big motivation for them to get back there you know
1: and I'm point from the sideline um, I'm sure nah, he's lovely. proud of
0: that I will have more likely in Joe's uh, uh, book than, than I, 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 not my win. left one anyway <laughs> I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have it in my, uh, my armory it might be in Joe's now but it certainly isn't in mine <laughs> 1 out of 10 <laughs> yeah
1: so the other game um, uh, Leach and Cork on Saturday at 7 o'clock um, both of these sides are going to be very disappointed with their opening round performances because from both sides it was really uh, poor performances in opening round.
3: Yeah Cork and Paul probably at the you know he we moralized demoralised and he very frustrating for Cork you know they, they were going down to Killaire and expecting to, to get a good performance and I I know they were there or thereabouts, but when you look at like the the two goals that Kelleher got, and you know they probably missed another couple of chances, and Kelleher like, probably looked like winning the game from fifteen minutes out, and Cork sort of was was just lacking something. You know, I don't know if it was the drive or there there was there wasn't much of a bounce about them, um, and and Kelleher, as I said before, like that sometimes you know. This team that they're lacking something as well, and they, it was the opposite effect. Then with Cork, Killeher had this sort of drive and um, you know, you know, real passion about the game, about trying to get the win. And maybe like the first year with Jack O'Connor, there was a wee bit of a sort of a, a layback with obviously COVID kicking in and not getting into the lads as much. But after having a full another full year in the preseason, you know, maybe getting into the lads' heads me- mentally wise, and you know, maybe they're a wee bit stronger and. As, as um danny was saying jack is he's a, he's a great manager now and he's has a cute horror as well and he's he'll, he'll know how to get the best out of his players and hopefully now you'll see that see it this year because colire have the players to, to go well and i've seen kevin Fielding line up at full forward i was, had him in my fancy team i was expecting one five out and he didn't even score so i'm just hoping for a big fan <laughs> and we'll, we'll get him into full forward again but yeah look it's it's um Le- Leash now we're we're at this point. I, I think Leash are struggling big time. You know they have very little coming through, and um, they're still relying on their the same old players, the 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 old reliables, tony Kingston, and you know the the there's nothing really to drive them on, and, and and it's it's really demoralizing from I'd imagine. Um against Cork, I can't I can't see them getting close. to them to be honest, I think Cork will have a big bang in them, and and they'll need it to obviously try and get. Push for promotion and it's, um, it, it, it's, it's, it'll be, I think it'll be an easy
1: call point in the end. Yeah, then just the fixtures in Division Three South off play Limerick on Saturday at three o'clock and tip play Wicklow, uh, on Saturday at half four. Division Three North Derry for Man on Saturday, five o'clock. Cavan Longford, uh, Saturday, seven o'clock. and Division Two Four South, uh, Wexford Waterford and Division Four North League loud and and from Sligo but uh, that's all on today's podcast Uh, great stuff lads thanks for for your time